Alright everybody, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Franchise, a new fantasy football podcast brought to you by the Box Score Network. As usual, on this feed, it's me, Brandon, and I have been a little bit AOL, just personal life stuff going on, um, and you know, honestly, I probably shouldn't have uh, taken as long of a break with my off-season content as much as I did, because it's bleeding into the preseason here, and I'll take the L um, on the chin for that, because um, ultimately when I set, started this podcast last year, um, probably close around this time actually, I I came in kind of naive, um, not knowing what to expect from a growth perspective, did pretty decent, made a lot of great connections, and right now definitely kind of hitting that, what do you call it, like podcasters block writers block um and just trying to make sense of what this podcast is supposed to be for myself and most importantly people that could potentially listen to it so um i'm still going through a lot of deliberation on that but in the meantime ultimately the goal of this podcast is to bring fantasy football managers players um anybody who's into the game, I wanted to make sure that I was being a resource to help you identify some of the best free resources. So I'm going to review FF Today. Um, so FF Today has some rankings, or should I say tiers for positions, and I'm just going to kind of spell it out, just let you know what I think about these tiers because they're pretty accurate. And FF Today, um, no affiliation with this podcast, is one of the best free fantasy football tools that I have encountered um, throughout um, my endeavors in, you know, diving down this rabbit hole, which is fantasy football. So I recommend going to FF Today. They have all your rankings for multiple different platforms, a lot of different uh, scenarios, position group rankings, um, every league format, essentially, from a non uh, you know, from standard half PPR, PPR. So um, they seem to update it pretty regularly and you can create a free account um, very simply. So um, I, I recommend um, FF today for anybody that doesn't really necessarily have the budget to pay for um, one of the experts like JJ Zacharyson's uh, late round QB or the fantasy football guide Um from the fantasy footballers. So the FF today is a great free resource. So let's look at some of the tiers and I'm going to let you know what I think about them um, in relationship to where they have all the respective position groups uh, ranked accordingly. So um, last time this was updated was 8-3 it looks like. I'm just going to reload just to be sure. And yep, it looks like it was just updated uh, five days ago. I'm recording this on August 8th. So, <coughs> excuse me, still getting over a cold. Another reason why podcast hasn't been coming out. Um, caught a cold recently. So, um, looking at these tiers here um, that FF Today has, starting with quarterbacks, top three guys without question, it's Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. This makes sense to me. Could you say Jalen Hurts might be um, rated a little high? I you know, the, the fluctuation between Jalen Hurst being a Tier 1 and Tier 2 QB is, um, it's it's interesting. Uh, and 
and take this with a grain of salt because tier two is Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Justin Fields. And I would honestly put Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert above Lamar Jackson in this instance. So that's something that I'm finding kind of interesting with FF Today's tiers is that they're a little bit skewed in certain directions for whatever reason. And then leading the way to tier three, you have Trevor Lawrence. And it's interesting because they put um, Trevor Lawrence to Aaron Rodgers from eight to 16. And I'll, I'll make sure I put a link to this in, in the podcast notes, in the podcast description, because this these tiers have some validity to them. I would utilize them for a draft. If I was um, if I was still trying to figure out what was going on from a fantasy football perspective, because they give an insight, but they're not one hundred percent accurate, which is why you need to do your own research simultaneously with this, because ultimately these tiers, although they can be a tool, they're not necessarily going to bring you to the promised land, which is ultimately winning your respective league. So, this for the most part, tier the tiers make sense. Um, from the quarterbacks, but I don't anticipate them um, 100% flushing it out, especially once you get into tier three here. There's a lot of gray area, a lot of gray area here, and a number of these guys could be considered what would be tier two. You got Trevor Lawrence, Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Deshaun Watson, Tua Tagovailoa, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers. There's going to be a lot of fluctuation amongst that group. Some and some of them might even dip down into tier four, depending on what kind of season they have. If they have any injuries, you know, looking at um, Tua and Dak here, probably the most injury prone of the bunch there. And Deshaun Watson probably actually be could be a tier two quarterback in the year. Same with Trevor Lawrence. So and then depending on what kind of season Aaron Rodgers has, that could also be another X factor as well. This tier three, very hairy here, but... To be honest, I would be happy with almost any of these guys in a draft so long as I had the right skill position pieces around them, um, albeit uh, wide receiver, running back, tight end, etc. So now moving into the running back side, they have for tier one, just McCaffrey and Eckler. And I appreciate the um, the exclusivity of tier one because tier one players should be players that dominate win share potential and based on last year's statistics that's holding pretty true with the way these tiers are broken down now tier two is where it gets interesting because nick chubb they have ranked three and this could be in so nick chubb derrick henry are three and four and this could be about what's going on with jonathan taylor and josh jacobs so this is an interesting thing to consider looking at how those two guys are going to shake up and what their situation is because if they're not I it's it's looking kind of bleak are those two guys going to start week one I don't know if I can say yes right now um just based on the circumstances that have respectively come up in Vegas and Indy for them which is very interesting because then you go down seven eight nine on on tier two for the running backs from FF today it's Pollard Bijan Robinson, Saquon Barkley. I think Saquon is extremely underrated in this tier. I think Saquon should be ahead of Bijan in this instance. Um, Bijan has not proven anything yet on the field. We know that he is a tremendous prospect, probably one of the best running back prospects we've seen in 
a while um, that is going to come in and actually produce stats. But I would still say he has a lot to prove um, outside of where he stands today. So ultimately, this could be quite interesting. And then moving down to Tier 3, we have Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, Kenneth Walker, Travis Etienne, and Alexander Madison. I think Madison is a little high here. Um, yeah, just he is getting the opportunity in Minnesota, but that just feels a little bit high and for something that could be a complete flop. Everybody else is where they're supposed to be, but I do question if Madison was a Tier 3 running back, he would have already been getting more production and more opportunities the past couple of seasons, even with Cook in the mix. So that's something that I'm taking with a grain of salt in these tiers. Then moving down to tier four. Um, this is where tier four here getting really interesting because we have Brees Hall, Jameer Gibbs, Damian Pierce um, from 17 to 19. Then James Conner, not until 20. Cam Akers, Miles Sanders is a 22nd. Rashad White, 23. Pacheco, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, Samaji Pirine, and... James Cook, A.J. Dillon. So, wow. Um, these tiers here, when you look at four and five for what FF Today has, there's a lot of, this is this is interesting because there's just a lot of inconsistency here. Not necessarily in a bad way, but just because there's a lot of unknowns in some of these players' offenses. And I'm not necessarily afraid of some of these offenses, uh, I don't, from a rushing and or running back uh, position perspective, I just don't like how they're ranked and not, how I, I would rank them is irrelevant. I'm reacting to what FF Today has. I don't personally do rankings. I kind of have guys that I look at based on where um, where some of the experts say they're going to end up. I do use some. Uh, I do pay for some things to give me some additional insights on these individuals but ultimately I like making sure that my thoughts are my own when it comes to analyzing this data and that's why we can't take all of this seriously because there's so many things from training camp that are going on right now and I'm sure that FF Today is going to do some updates on this in the next couple of weeks and days but right now the where four and five even six here looking at where it sits there's going to be more opportunities for some of this guys for some of these guys um, and I don't understand where this is coming from. And honestly, Chase Edmonds at 56 in tier uh, in tier six after not like having a joke of a season last year probably should be in tier seven, eight, because I would much rather have Coraldell Patterson um, over Chase Edmonds, to be candid, like f for fantasy football. So there are a lot of things here that are, a little bit flawed in their um, the, the in their principles uh, because when we're going out to the field, some of this is going to be a little bit different. Um, and I'll have to see how FF Today determines this. Honestly, uh, I'd love to talk to somebody from there to understand where the ranking system here is coming from and what they're trying to flush out here uh, from a from an outcome standpoint with fantasy. But if I was drafting and using this as frame of reference, I would be a little skeptical, um, and I would probably be uh, picking a little bit differently than what the direction here is.
Moving over to wide receiver, um, they have Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and Tyreek Hill in Tier 1. Um, I would, I think that Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams should, if we're going to put Tyreek up there in Tier 1, we should probably put Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams up there in Tier 1 as well. Um, I think that that's doing those guys a disservice, and I think that where the wide receiver position is going, we should anticipate a lot more um, a lot more opportunities for high-end wide receivers to get those opportunities. And I know Cooper Cup with the injury, Devontae Adams with the age, but they haven't given us a reason to doubt yet um, unless there's something seriously wrong with them. I know Cooper Cup, as of late, with his status, it could be up in the air. But um, then uh, going down here, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Stefan Diggs, this is interesting because I do see a world where these guys are kind of coexisting um, in the same neighborhood from an outcome standpoint. Um, however, with what could happen with Dallas's offense in terms of McCarthy and Schottenheimer running the show there, that could be um, regression for CeeDee Lamb despite Dak being able to get him the ball. So I don't know what's necessarily going to happen there in Dallas with that whole situation and McCarthy saying they want to be a more slower paced offense to eat more clock as opposed to scoring quickly and having their defense out there for um, as much as they have been. It's just not a part of the strategy, which could drop CD lamb to tier three, arguably. Um, I think that Stefan Diggs, AJ Brown between those two, uh, you got two quarterbacks who are really good. I think A.J. Brown might be a little bit more touchdown dependent than Stefan Diggs. Um, however, I think they will both have their weeks where they are the top wide receiver, respectively. So um, A.J. Brown, of course, we have the health thing to consider. Stefan Diggs, we have sometimes his uh, on-the-field antics to consider. So there, there's a lot of... Uh, it's not muddying the waters by any stretch, but there's still just some question marks. And then moving down to Tier 3, the Tier 2 to Tier 3 guys, you could very well see some of these guys um, from Tier 3 actually be in Tier 2 uh, players, respectively, according to this tiered system from FF today. Amon Ross St. Brown leading the charge. Um, honestly, I think that should probably be Jalen Waddle to be candid. Uh, Jalen Waddle, they have below Amon Ross St. Brown, which just doesn't feel right, in my opinion. Um, I do see Amon Ra being one of the top guys here, but I don't see him being the top. I think Amari Cooper here is decent. I think that might be a little high for him, too, though. Um, it, it, there's so many things that I'm just, like, scratching my head over this because I just want to know what went into this. Um when I'm going down here looking at some of these Tier 4 guys who could easily find themselves up in Tier 3, like um, Chris Olave, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, both to be Tier 4. And the offense that is going to be ran in L.A., that for with the Chargers, that just doesn't make sense. So th there's some... Circumstances and I think offensive coordinators is not getting factored into these tiers, which is a problem. Um, this is something that I am going to call out. Um, 
I would not use this for wide receivers. For tight ends, um, tight ends is actually decent. Might have Firemouth a little higher. Obviously, Travis Kelsey, only tier one tight end, if that's how we're going to play it. And then after that's Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson, respectively. Um, in tier three, it'd be led by George Kittle and Kyle Pitts, Darren Waller. Now, if we're talking about sheer opportunity, um, I would probably have Kittle, Waller, Fryermuth, and then uh, Pitts and Goddard. So uh, Evan Ingram is tier four. I guess that's fair. Um, Chigakonkwo is tier four too. And I would honestly downgrade him a little bit now that D-Hop's in Tennessee. So, all right. Just throwing the baby out with the bathwater here. Um, this is uh, this is going to be more so a critique on this uh, on this ranking on these tiers. Take everything you see with a grain of salt from ranking sites, from tier sites. Have your own opinions. Do your own research. Don't let anybody drive your consensus going into your draft prep. You're dr ultimately, you're the say. If you want to draft your favorite players, draft your favorite players. It's fantasy football. Um, there is a lottery element to this. So um, the more elements of risk sometimes that you apply in your roster, the more success you could have. Obviously, you need some stalwarts. You want some guys that you know are going to be productive. But at the end of the day, there's going to be surprises that pop up in ways that we don't see. Also, mix in some youth in your roster. Get one of a get a rookie that is potentially going to be a dynamic element in an offense. Um, that's that's an opportunity for another um, element of the unknown to get added. And sometimes those rookies could end up really helping you towards the end of your season. Look at what happened with Pacheco last year. He really drove some victories for some teams last year, respectively speaking. So. Um, yeah, don't discredit anybody in your roster. Make sure that you're looking for value where you can find it. Um, this is just an example of where the market is giving you a lot of opportunity to get some really high-end talent at really cheap prices. And if individuals in your draft are going to utilize things like what FF Today is throwing out here, um, shoot, this 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 could really you could really um, honestly fish in a barrel with with some of this stuff. Um, I still like FF Today as a resource for rankings and stories. Probably just just not preseason. Um, I think that they have they they do a good job of housing the data from a historical standpoint. Um, but yeah, probably wouldn't use them for draft prep outside of understanding where a certain player's performance was throughout the trajectory of their career. Um, didn't mean for this uh, episode to end up as an indictment on FF today, I still would recommend looking at these tiers and just understanding where <coughs> understanding where they're wrong, but also understanding where the opportunity might be in your drafts if your word draft were to go like this. And this is how people value certain levels of talent. It's interesting. I was having a conversation with the individual that drafted Jonathan Taylor in my Rejeff League last year. His team, so ESPN, I know I still do a league on ESPN.com, chastise me for not using Sleeper, whatever. ESPN just works for this particular friend group, and I'm not going to change anything until everybody agrees to it. So 
ESPN does this weird thing where they project after your draft where every respective roster is going to end at the end of the season. And this particular individual had what would have arguably been preseason, on paper, top roster. He had Jonathan Taylor. He had all of these great um, exemplary fantasy players from the previous season. And his team flopped. His team was awful. He couldn't, he couldn't win anything. Um, you know, I felt for him. And we were talking because he has the first draft in our redraft league this year. And he's talking like, yeah, I think I'm going to go McCaffrey. And I'm like, really? I would tell him, I'm like, man, I would much rather go probably with Justin Jefferson if I had the number one overall pick just because of the way the league is shifting and what Justin Jefferson means to that offense. It's not that McCaffrey is a bad pick first overall. It's just that McCaffrey benefited a lot last year because he got traded to the 49ers. And I'm not saying that he's not going to have a great season this year. It's just that Christian McCaffrey has had health issues in the past. And it's it's not saying he is a top three pick. But if I have Christian McCaffrey, I better have a contingency plan. I feel much more confident about not needing, you know, K.J. Osborne, Jordan Addison, because I have Justin Jefferson. I feel like Justin Jefferson will garner that volume without needing some of his backups. T.J. Hawkinson has a chance to be a better receiver than Jordan Addison and uh, K.J. Osborne in that offense. Shoot, even Alexander Madison might get more production because of Justin Jefferson. Um, and all that stuff has to be taken into consideration accordingly. So don't just draft the running back because it's the running back that makes sense. Christian McCaffrey is a great player. And if he ends up being healthy this entire season... He will pay off for his fantasy owners because of the impact he can bring to San Francisco's offense and Kyle Shanahan's creativity. But don't be so pigeonholed into needing to draft running backs 101. Do your due diligence. Understand your league mates. Make sure you make the right decisions. Um, and yeah, ultimately, um, you can check this podcast out for some more information too because I'll get some more episodes coming out in the coming days and weeks regarding uh, preseason draft and everything that is along with it. Um, I apologize that I just haven't been able to come out with episodes of the podcast with everything going on in my life, but um, we're going to get back on the horse. We're going to implement some other fantasy football things. Um, going to be, you know, t- toying with some stuff on the show to see if we can... Uh, change some things, create some segments, make the show a little more interactive with some of my friends in the space, and uh, hopefully just get uh, some of the more stat sheet, um, no, some, not stat sheet, um, listen to the stat sheet podcast, by the way, one of the other Box Score Network podcasts, but listen to some of the other Box Score Network podcasts. I know the Tricky Takes guys talk a lot of fantasy on their podcast too. Um, ultimately, Uh, I'm going to do what I can to come up with the best episodes I can get to you um, week to week leading up to the season and during the season. And hopefully we will get back into a cadence with you all. Um, I appreciate you listening to my rant today. Um, Not my strongest episode, but please bear with me as I get back into this. And I promise we will start getting you some quality fantasy football content for the people 
for your fantasy football teams. And let's let's win this season. Let's get some championships. Um, let's get some championship belts. Saying some jerseys in the rafters. Um, hopefully get you all on the board. Get you all in successful positions for your draft. And with that being said, I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.